brothers and sisters, welcome to the LDS Fishers of Men podcast. I am your host, Alan. We are on episode 20, 20 of the podcast episodes. Um, as always, I want you to just, I just want to remind you guys that uh, we also do a midweek spiritual boost. That's really where your attention should go to the brethren, to the foundation, the keys. Uh, listen to those prophets and apostles. I think 99% of them are prophets and apostles. I did throw in a John By The Way because Brother By The Way is awesome and he uh, puts out some really good content. But other than that, everybody else is a prophet, an apostle, uh, an authority on the gospel of Jesus Christ and a mouthpiece for the Lord. So please put your attention towards that. I'm flattered if you want to listen to me ramble on, but but put your attention towards that before you listen to me. Um, today's topic is one that is going to be straight from the heart. It is one that the Lord has been schooling me on. It is one that I have um, the Lord has been teaching Alan a lot. This is one that um, that I think that the the spirit pushed me, really pushed me to do. you know I, I have a lot of uh, things that I like to put out there and talk about, obviously. You know, the, the purpose of this channel is to get those who are maybe wavering or who maybe fall prey to some of the, the fiery darts of the evil one. You know, this I'm really targeting those people to to raise my voice in an attempt to get you back. But this is one that the uh, the Spirit has really moved upon me to to bring up as I was thinking about topics for this week. Um, it is one that has really touched my heart to the core. And uh, it's one that that is not just teaching me, but it's teaching me to teach my my uh, my sons. I want to start out here. The topic today is uh, is going hand in hand with the midweek spiritual boost, right? We're talking about the least of these. I want to go to the scriptures here. Going to Matthew chapter 25. The whole chapter is really good. But there's some stuff in here that um, that I think that we need to kind of cover that sets up the the whole tone of of the podcast, of the midweek spiritual boost. Like it's it's fantastic. President Packer does a great job in his uh, address. And 
it really has just hit it's hit me to the core guys it's one of those things it's alan's alan's feelings are, are out in the front here let's go to the uh, matthew 25 let's start in let's see let's go 31 we'll start in verse 31 there's some good stuff before that but let's start in verse 31 when the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was an hungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye, ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we, saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Brothers and sisters, excuse me, This I, I told you that the, the feelings are close to the surface on this one. The Lord really has, has taken me to school lately. And He has done so in a way that, uh, that Alan understands and if I may I want to tell you of, of an experience I've had over the past couple months I uh, I have two priest or uh, two excuse me two ironic priesthood age boys who are deacons uh, they pass a sacrament every week and stuff like that, and because I am in this unique position, you know, there's not too many people in the ward that are in, in this position. There are there are a couple, but um, we had the opportunity to go and to do sacrament to a uh, 
kind of like a rest home for the elderly. And it was a, a you know, it was a, a very last minute type of thing. It was at sacrament meeting. They said, "Hey, we know you got two boys that you can, you know, you're you're an elder. You got two deacons that are with you." We're, we just found out we're the, that we're in charge of this. Would you mind going and and taking care of this? Man, I'm going to struggle to get through this one today, guys. I apologize. And so we, I, I said, if, you know, sure, yeah, no big deal. I remember doing sacrament to, to this place. Uh when I was a, uh, a little kid, right, when I was a, a deacon, I have the benefit of, of, of being able to have bought my, my house from my father that, that I grew up in, so it's, it's, it's kind of surreal um, to be able to go as a father and take my sons and to go and do stuff like this, right, in places where I my father took me. And uh, so we, we went, and we were, you know, we didn't have much time to prepare, obviously. We, I've never been in charge of it, right? So I did the best I could. And I came up with a spiritual thought off the cuff because I didn't want to just show up and give them the sacrament to these uh, these uh, beautiful sisters these these old sisters so I, I did the best I could I came up with a spiritual thought and have having done this podcast I, I luckily have a good deal of, of material to choose from. And so I did. I delivered the spiritual thought. We had the sacrament. My boys administered the sacrament to these elderly sisters, and the spirit uh, was so strong. It has been a long time since I felt the spirit that strong. And it was an awesome experience, and my my you know, definitely touched my boys. And the following week, or maybe it was two, we also uh, the bishop sent me a, a a text and 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 just said, hey, you know, somebody needs the sacrament from home. Would you mind? Would you mind taking your boys and just you know hooking them up the. the Hooking you know this elderly sister up with the sacrament. I said, "Oh sure, you know, no big deal." So we did that, and then we also um, a brother who had been asked to do sacrament to this same to this same uh, uh, rest home asked me about it, and I just said, "Hey, if you know if you need some help." I've got my two boys, we can just come help you do it, you know. Uh, I just basically said, look, you, you be in charge of the music and stuff, because he was a little more musically inclined than, uh, than Alan's athletic background allows him. <laughs> so 
he I, I let him just be in charge of it and I said hey I'll, I'll show up and I'll help bless and you know, I'll, I'll provide the deacons and so we uh, we went and we did we did the the sister just to her home first and then we went and we took care of of the uh, the rest home that we were in charge of Now the first meeting was pretty epic. It was pretty spiritual. This meeting, we did a full-blown sacrament meeting for them. Obviously, there was only one speaker, and that was this brother. Um, but we sang hymns. There were hymns prepared. He had, um, you know, he was able to play the piano, and he had. At least I think he played the piano. Maybe he hooked up the music. I can't remember, but he knew what he was doing much more than I did. And uh, so he got the music selected. He was like, hey, what hymn do you think we should sing? And I was like, you know what? Number two, the Spirit of God is like dropping a spirit bomb every time in my book. So let's let's add that one in there. And he was like, awesome. Let's add that for the for the second hymn for the closing hymn, and he chose the first hymn, and of course he chose a fantastic hymn as well. You know, to the, there's those couple of hymns that are just spirit bombs, right? And so, he, um, he went ahead and he started to, he went ahead and he started to deliver his thoughts, right? So we sang the hymn, um, we went ahead and took care of the sacrament first, just like you normally would. And he delivered his his thoughts, and he kind of gave us a you know a, a little spiritual thought there, and it was fantastic. And I was doing pretty good. I was doing pretty good, guys. Clear up through this thing. I f it felt awesome to be there. It felt awesome to be there. But it was when we got to the closing song, the closing hymn, and the Spirit just, just dropped a bomb on all of us, right? Just a spirit bomb. And I looked around at these old sisters, And they had tears in their eyes as they sang the Spirit of God. And the words of that hymn carried so much power. And I just couldn't help myself. I'd started crying. I just started crying. I couldn't hold it back. I had tears streaming down my face. And in that moment, I, I heard a voice in my head, brothers and sisters. And it was that scripture from Matthew 25. It was verse 40. Inasmuch as ye have done it unto the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. 
since that time I have uh, gone ahead and I have I've wound up. I, I have three regulars now that we go and visit. And there was a mix-up on one of the weeks for this gal that was supposed to um, have have her regular uh, minister bring it to her, but you know, there's for for whatever reason, it's it's not happening or it wasn't happening. And this dear sweet sister, I went ahead and I told my boys, you know what, we're just gonna check on her every week. We're just gonna check on her every week. And I wish I could say that I was always like this, that I that it, that I just had this innate innate thing where I said, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna make sure these people have the sacrament. So to give you a background as to why it is important to me that these that these elderly brothers and sisters get the sacrament, a couple of wards ago. I was asked to bring sacrament to the homebound, and Alan had a poor attitude about it. He had a poor attitude about it, and I was like, I just want to go home and hang with my family. I just want to go home and chill. Good night. And I remember going with, uh, with one of the brethren to his brother's house, and this brother happened to be a temple worker at the time. There's only been a few, a few times when I have felt the equal in feeling of spiritual strength as it compares to the celestial room in the temple and as soon as that door opened and we stepped in I felt like I was in the celestial room of the temple and his brother's wife had us come in and he was there on the couch with a blanket And he had been going through chemo. He had cancer. And he wanted nothing more than to just be able to serve in the temple. And he looked at us, and he was crying. Because he was grateful to be able to partake of the sacrament, and he told us as much. And that made a big impact on me. And I lost all my pride in that moment, and I, I cried when I saw this brother. And when I heard his words, and it was a big learning moment for me. And I said, never freaking again. <laughs> if somebody wants the sacrament brought to them, that is the least thing that I can do.
and that was a big attitude adjustment for me. So now we fast forward to this sister who had missed the sacrament. And we just said, you know, I said to my boys, we're just going to go check every single week to make sure that she gets it. Long story short, we are giving it to her every week. And when we brought it to her that time, we went in there and she had a, a chair folded out in the center of her living room. where she had a white cloth placed upon that chair. And when we walked in, we realized that that chair was where we were to bless the sacrament for her. And we realized that she had done that every single week. And I, brothers and sisters, I don't know how many times she didn't get the sacrament. That made a big impact on me. And again, that verse came to my mind. Because she told us how grateful she was that we came there that week. And how much she needed that to get through her week. Because her body was failing. It wasn't doing what she wanted it to do anymore. And she doesn't have long on this earth. <laughs> I've had this verse on my mind for two months, and I have been continually taught by the, by the Spirit and by the Lord. And I haven't been a very good minister. I have been struggling with doing that. And this, uh, this experience was a big, huge call to repentance for me as well. Because I thought, how many people needed me? How many people have needed me and I wasn't there? And this isn't to throw shade on anybody that hasn't shown up to this sister. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm not up on my Rammy I'm saying I'm great. I'm it's quite the opposite. I'm up I'm up here. I'm I'm telling you guys this because I have need to repent, brothers and sisters. And this has had a profound impact on me and I want to share it with you guys. I'll tell you one thing, I will never ever allow that sister to go without the sacrament. And if they need help doing sacrament at that el at that elderly home, you can bet me and my boys are going to be there. I felt closer to God in those moments than I think I ever have. At least in the in the past couple of years, it w it was incredible. But like I say, this has been a big learning experience for me. It has been one 
where I have said Alan has need to repent and to get out and do his ministering. So this week, that is my pledge to you guys. You know, I'm going to get out there and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go visit my families. Even if I just go bring them a, a loaf of bread, a loaf of homemade bread or something like that. I wanted to share this with you guys because it's one of those things that I really needed to experience that. And I, I'm very grateful that my sons experienced that and they saw their dad. They saw that it affected their dad. Going back to that second time at the, uh, at the old folks' home, my son, my oldest son, gave the, uh, the closing prayer. And every single one of us, myself, the brother, he, he brought his two younger sons, they were much younger, and my two sons, we all had, had tears in our eyes. And when my boy got up there to say the closing prayer, he fumbled for a minute because he was getting choked up. And I was so grateful. I was so grateful that I had um, been strong enough to take him. To say, yeah, totally. You need some help? Yeah, to totally, of course. Because that is an experience that money cannot buy. I got to watch the Spirit teach my son. It wasn't me that did anything. It was the Spirit that taught that boy. He taught my other son as well. They, they felt celestial glory that day. And I thought to myself, I could feel like this forever. You ever think that to yourself? It's like, how, how are you going to, what are you going to do for eternity? How are you going to feel for eternity? You know what I mean? Brothers and sisters, I could, I could, that feeling, that spiritual feeling that we had, it was just like Joseph Smith says, that, that doctrine is delicious. It begins to be delicious to you. It tastes good, right? And that's how it was. Uh, that's how it was for me. That was a thought that crossed my mind. Is I can do this forever. I can feel this way forever. I get it. I, I, I'm catching a little window into this, and I get it. I want more. There's so much going on in the world right now, and I think that we focus a lot on... I think that we have a lot of, of things focused on, on the negative. And sometimes that might be something that we do as well. And I think it's in, in these moments that we need to, like Elijah, 
remind ourselves and our our spouses and our children that there are more with us than there are against us. And that in moments like these, in these in these tough, difficult times, the cure for all of this is to be a Christian. I mean a true Christian. This is the time when we shrug off the cultural Mormon and we put on being a true disciple of Jesus Christ. I recently listened to a talk And it was a fantastic, fantastic talk. And it was from a gentleman who um, had joined the church during World War II. Uh, it goes by the name of Floyd Weston. You should look him up on YouTube. He's got some really good stuff. Kind of famous for his uh, 17 points on the true church talk that he does. Um, one of the things that he said in there was, you know, we have been called at this time we've been called at this time not to pull a handcart but to raise our voice, to open our mouth. To bear testimony of the truthfulness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Others had the calling to cross the plains to bury their children Ours is a different calling. And when we do that, brothers and sisters, when we testify, when we open our mouths, the Holy Ghost will attend. That's a promise. That's not my promise. <laughs> that's, that's a covenant, right? talking about the, the great Jehovah. We will have the attendance of the third member of the Godhead, which will take our broken attempts at, at bearing testimony, at giving God's message, and it will transform it into something that that person's spirit needs. Not just what it can hear, what it can understand, but what it needs. It really is that reason why I, why I do this, why I continue 
to do this podcast. You know, there are times when I think to myself, am I, am I making a difference here, you know? And that's the wrong thought. That's, a, that's the wrong thought. Because I of myself can't, of course I can't make a difference. Of course, there's nothing I can do that's going to make a difference. I'm a fallible, weak man. But when I put forth effort, and when I, when I do these basics, when I open my mouth, weaknesses though I have, You know, I'm not the best orator. I'm not. I'm not ultra well spoken. I get it. I get what Moroni was saying in the Book of Mormon. He's talking about those weaknesses that they have. I get it. But when we open our mouths, when we do these things, the spirit has an opportunity. We are creating opportunity. For somebody else to have the Spirit speak to them. And if we are speaking truth, if we're speaking from the heart, and your testimony is truth, brothers and sisters, that's like some that that's some pure stuff. That's pure stuff. When we bear our testimonies, when we speak truth like that those on the other side who who might hear those words the spirit will speak to them it will translate those words to their spirit and it will give them something that they need and perhaps it perhaps it's the last thing that they need before they call it quits I am grateful, brothers and sisters, for the gospel of Jesus Christ. We did our family night yesterday, or, yeah, our family night, we did that yesterday, on Sunday. And uh, we had a really good conversation with, with the kids, where we let them know, I said, look, guys, we... Me and your mom, I don't want to think where we would be if we didn't have the gospel. I don't want to think where we would be without that guidance, without the the iron rod to guide us. It's like a no-win situation. There's no way to win that. My son gave the lesson in Deacon's Quorum, and one of the scriptures he wrote on the board was, uh, I believe it was Second Nephi chapter 2, verse 25, Men are that they might have joy. And all of these things that I'm telling you guys about have been coming together to a head for me, into something that the Lord wanted me to understand. And that is how you find joy. 
even in dark times, we find joy by being true followers of Christ. And by doing these things, by serving even these that the least of our brethren. Because when we do it to them, we've done it to Christ. And I have the image of those elderly sisters with tears in their eyes as we sing the Spirit of God. And brothers and sisters, I can tell you, I felt like I saw the, the face. I felt like I saw the face of the Savior. And I am eternally grateful to my Heavenly Father for that opportunity and for the lessons that He has taught me and that He is teaching my sons. I couldn't teach him that lesson. That takes a God to teach that kind of a lesson. I'm going to keep it somewhat shorter for this podcast as I want I wanted to I try to usually do an hour but for this one I'm going to keep it a little bit shorter not much obviously but I really I I wanted this to be no fluff not a lot of of yakking but I want it to be just pure protein, pure spiritual protein. Something that would be a little bit more digestible uh, in, in a time. But I wanted it to be something that was also from the heart and, and hopefully a lesson that has been taught to me that can be gifted to you as well through the Spirit. Forgive me for the emotions coming up to the surface and, and getting me. I get really uncomfortable in situations like that. I was, I've never been the type of guy that's done well. Um, but the gospel of Jesus Christ, the older I have gotten, the more that I have become... less able to fight those tears back and I I drop the pride just a little bit easier and I I, uh, I can be overcome by the spirit <laughs> to where I just can't help it it just it just happens brothers and sisters I'm going to close this podcast by bearing my testimony to you I know that this church is true. I know that the gospel of Jesus Christ is 
It exists to make us like God. And if we allow it to, if we allow the Spirit to teach us these lessons by putting ourselves out there, we can be like, we can be like our Father, we can be like the Savior, and we can live eternally in those feelings of service. And as I have learned so much in the past couple of weeks from serving these elderly brothers and sisters by bringing them the sacrament, such a simple little thing, I, I have learned way more and I have gotten way more than anything that I have given in terms of effort. And that is what the gospel is all about. That is why I'm here. That is, that is what it's all about. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. We lose that a little bit in the English, but in the Greek, Christ was, you can see that Christ was using different forms of the word love. Brothers and sisters, do we love Christ? Do we want to serve Christ? Let's get out there and let's Let's serve the least of our brethren. Let's get out there and serve. Period. Let's put forth the effort so that Christ can teach us valuable lessons that he would have us know. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you.